Welcome to the Speak On That Podcast. I'm your host, C. Vessel. And here, we serve God first. And remember, to free, we share, edify, and build. Here, we share, edify, and build. Speak on that. I had tried to re I had tried to record this episode three times, y'all. Like, like, and it wouldn't go through. Like, it wouldn't. It would keep. It would either keep ending or it would keep. Um, I've already said like, like in these three episodes, I've said some fire things, and now I can't go back on it. But I am trusting and believing that the Holy Spirit gonna come back through, and we are gonna speak again. So before I get into that, y'all, I just want to say a prayer. I want to pray for us. I want to pray for the world. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for me because. There ain't got to be a because we're just going to do it because that's what we do. So, God, I pray that anybody under the sound of my voice, God, that is going through any type of pain, any type of darkness, any type of um, uh, inability to understand a situation or situations or things transpiring around them, God, anybody who is experiencing pain, turmoil or any type of grief. And not even just the negative things. Anybody who is experiencing joy, anybody who is experiencing peace, anybody who is experiencing um, any of the amazing gifts that you've given them, God. I pray that anybody that is under the sound of my voice, God, that they hear my voice, God, but they listen for you. That their hearts are open to receive you, God. That they hear my words, Lord, but it's you that speaks to their hearts, God. And I pray that, God, I am continue to be your vessel, God, that I continue to be used by you, God. God, I pray that we as a people come together as a unity. We come together as one, Lord. We come together and we are your hands and feet, God, that we are the ones that are going to make the changes in this world. Because this world is 70-30, God. There's 70% evil people and there's 30% good people. And with the week that I've had, God, just the week I've had, Lord, and the little bitty pieces of the puzzle that are all over my coffee table, God, I feel like now after today, the last thing that has happened, God, I feel like it has put the whole picture in perspective. And again, God, let me allow, I'm allowing myself, God, to become less and small, God, so that you can shine brighter and bigger, God, because I know that you don't need me, God, but you are choosing to use me. And God, that is a great blessing. That is an amazing blessing, God. So God, less of me and none of me and more of you, God. I pray that anybody that needs the encouragement because I came to inspire, I came to uplift, I came to motivate, I came to teach, and I came to spread peace and joy. Because we've had dark days. And as long as there's another force in this world There will always be evil. There will always be people clashing. But if I can encourage anybody before we get into this episode, just to have an open heart and to know that I want you to win. God wants you to win and we gonna win. So let me get into this because I have a lot to talk about. In the beautiful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. God, let this be your stage. Take it away, God. I'm just here along for the ride. All right, let's get into this. Okay, so um, so 
This episode I titled Principles, and God has been working with me for a little over a week to try to put this one together. And so basically, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you guys what Principles is, and I'm gonna go. So this season, we've been talking a lot heavily about tithing and what it means to tithe, and how it really isn't a choice because at the end of the day, we're not giving money back to God. What we're doing is we are returning that those funds, those resources back to our father, you know? And so from the age of like, maybe when I was the long, the earliest I can remember is I was 10 years old and I've always been in church. My mom had us bas- uh, baptized. She had us um, in church every Sunday. She had us in Awana. She had us in um, vacation Bible school. She had us in church camps a couple of times. And at that time, I was just learning who God was, who Jesus was. And in that time where I didn't know what love was, in that time where I didn't have a support system, in that time where I just felt like my life didn't mean anything because of the turmoil I was encountering, I was learning who Jesus was. There, And I, at the, I, didn't, I didn't learn until maybe almost 12 years later who Jesus was. Like, I would always ask myself, why is there something, but never took the conscious time to go research. But I would always ask, why is there three names that are used interchangeably for one person? And the answer was always in front of me. Like, God, yes, God is one person, but his son is Jesus. And the Holy Spirit that he embeds in all of us makes up the Trinity. And so I was like, okay. But... In that time, I would tie here and there, you know, I would, here's a little money here, God. Oh, here's, I have this extra, or here's a little bit of this, but it's like, God don't want the last of what you got. And now when I think about it, it's almost quite disrespectful how I used to do it. God wants that first 10. You give him that first 10 and then he gonna take it. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like a 401 investment for you. 401k, if you want to put it in that term, cause it's like, you give that 10% back to the kingdom God is taking a part of that 10% or that 10% and putting it on the table just for you. Because God don't need the money. God don't want the money. God wants to see where our heart is. God wants to see if we're going to obey. God wants to see if he can trust us if we're not going to rob him and pull a Judas. You know, God already says he doesn't trust us. And I get that. Because there's times where I don't even trust myself. Because I know how deceitful my heart can be. And Jesus says that the heart is deceitful. But... Um, so we've been working on principles. So what is principles? Well, principles is a fundamental truth or proposition that senses, oh, I'm sorry. Principles are a fundamental truth or proposition that serves as the foundation for a system of belief or behavior or for a chain of reasoning. So let me break it down because that was a lot of words. So I made it simpler and I said, Basically, it's a guide for behavior or evaluation. It's a general or base truth on which other truths or theories can be based on. So, um, uh, a week or two ago, um, when I put out um, Deception, uh, my friend Rory, shout out to Rory. What's up? Out here doing big things. Um, He asked me, he said, so you don't believe in evolution? And I said... I, I just I, I just remember in that moment, I remember just the Holy Spirit just raining down on me because I didn't even have to think about the answer I wanted to give him because it's like I didn't have an answer. And so let me go back and read exactly what he said. Um, 
let's see here. Because it, it made me. Okay, so he said, so you don't believe in evolution. And I said, I believe that I was created in God's image. I believe that I was created in human form from the beginning. As far as belief in it, I can see where science exists. I just don't believe in a theory I cannot prove or disprove. So I can't really speak on what I believe in or uh, because it's not something I can actually invest in and find the truth because it's a theory. You know, it just would just lead me down a rabbit hole and then it would contradict everything that I know that like the truth that was put inside me, the truth that I know that. And so, no, I, I don't believe in it, but I also don't discredit it because I don't I can't prove or disprove it, if that makes sense. So like, for instance, um, Christianity, the principles for Christianity are in the Bible, which translates to fundamentals or principles and 10% to God always in everything. So where there's just money, it's 10% that goes to God. Whether it's your time, the first 10% goes to God. Whether it's your ch children, the first 10%, the first, like you remember the story in the Bible where God um, took all the firstborns. And then when he had that story, that story when he, when he asked, um, wow, this is not happening right now to me. Uh, I don't wanna misquote or say the wrong name. So until I can find the right names, I'm just gonna tell the story. Um, but there was a um, there there was a there was a follower of Christ, someone who followed God, like and and God had promised him that you're gonna have you're gonna have you're gonna have a ch child. And years had went on, years, and he was so old by the time it happened. And God God came through on his promises, which he always does. So he had a son, and then God says, "Sacrifice your son, give your son to me." And he was like, you know, like God, I trust you, you. I've been there, but this is my, this is the promise you gave me. And God said, do you trust me? Give me your son. And I can imagine myself being in that situation. And I, it's like, God, I trust you. God, I love you. You've proven to me who you are. Yet God, this is the promise you gave me that I've waited years so long for to where I almost stopped believing because I thought that it wasn't going to come to pass. And so he finally said, you know what? Okay. So he takes his son and he gets ready to, he gets ready to take his son's life. And right before he does it, God sends a ram. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. God was just testing his heart. Do you trust me? Will you believe in me? And when I remember that, I, it's like 10% in everything you do, you know, whatever I have, it's God's and God don't ask for much. He really doesn't because everything he's given you, he's given you. So give it back. God can do more with that 10% than you ever could have done with the 100%. And that is so true. I've walked it because I used to like titty and toddle with it. Like, okay, a little bit here, a little bit there. But this year, y'all, I've gone hard. When I didn't have a job and I had a couple of dollars to my name, a couple for like maybe a McChicken and, and, and maybe maybe a soda, maybe a small fry. Um, I remember I would put it into the kingdom. I said, God, I know you got me. I said, the birds don't have to wake up every morning and wonder if their voice is gonna work so that they can sing. 
They don't have to wake up in the morning wondering, oh, am I going to eat today? They don't worry about if they're going to live tomorrow, if they're going to have wings that fly. Like, so I said, if God, if, if things are so simple for a bird, why as a complex creature am I allowing these worrisome thoughts to cloud my purpose, to cloud what God has already got for me. Like God, if God does that for the smallest of creatures and we're his most prized, what more will he do for us? So um, this year I've been tithing and my life's just been so blessed since the, like not just since tithing, but since the beginning of the year, when I started my first of my year with God, that was my 10%. I started God I gave my first of my year with God, not that I would have been doing anything important anyway, but I gave my first 21 days of the year to God to say, hey, God, I hear you. I'm here and I'm, I'm, I'm dedicated, you know, and it was so enriching for me. Like, that's where I got my word of the year. And um, another thing, 10 uh, percent when it comes to uh, uh, ooh, it was just right there. Bring it back to me, Holy Spirit. Bring it back to me. Oh, okay. Every day I wake up, I give the first 10% of my morning to God. I get in my Bible, I get in my devotions, and I hear from the Lord. Like, it's just, it's not an excuse for it anymore. It, it's something that has to be done, and it's something that will be done. And um, it's something that needs to be done. It's something that I, that is going to get done every morning, without a doubt. And so if I oversleep, that's on me. But whatever it was planned that day, it's going to have to wait until I get in my word. God gets the first 10%. And I'm done playing with it. There's no excuse for it. There's there's no there's no explanation. It's it 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 needs to be done and it better be done. That's that's all there is to it. But um so we're going to segue from that for just a little bit. We're gonna come back to it. But um Malachi 310 is the the perfect, 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 perfect verse. For um, tithing, and I'm gonna bring it up to you real quick because it's it's beautiful, and I want you guys to hear it um, because it made so much sense to me when I read it. And it, and if you want to if you want to do a real good thing, just read the book of Malachi. It's super short. Okay, so it says right here, Malachi 3:10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of Heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in try it put me to the test that's the one time god says put me to the test because it because god says don't test him you know that's the one time god said try me see if i don't fulfill the promise that i gave you return that 10 percent to me and see how i don't bless your life and transform it and give you so much that you won't have no choice or no way out or no way of breathing until you give it away you're going to have so much that all you want to do is give it away because you have too much. You're like, I got to get rid of this. Like, I can't just let it sit here and spoil, you know, that's kind of like it's kind of like if someone gives you a lot of food, you don't want it to spoil. Like you want to give it away because no one wants to deal with a mess of spoiled items. And that's what happen if we try to hoard and hang on to things. That's why I don't get rich people and, and well off people like why you want to store up your own storehouse and hoard it and hold all this. When it's going to waste and it's going to dissipate when you leave, when generations after you dissipate, when God comes through and wrecks this world and puts it in its rightful place where it should be, what are you going to do then? When God asks you, what did you, what did you seed into? How did you help push my kingdom and my agenda? How did you represent the image of Jesus? What are you going to say? 
I know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, God, I wasn't perfect, but I heard you and I was progressing every day. And God's going to be like, you right. I saw you. But God's also going to hold me in my right standing and tell me what I did wrong also and what I was supposed to do. And I'm going to be like, all right, you right, God. I ain't got no explanation. Why didn't I do that? You know why I didn't do it. And I know why I didn't do it. So there's no, like I gave you guys that verse earlier at the beginning. God sees everything. Nothing is naked. And even if I didn't read that off to you guys, I'm going to read it off again. And um, it may have been in the early one before my podcast got shut off. It's the work of the Satan. I tell you. But anyway, it's Hebrews 4.13. And it says, nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is the one to whom we are all accountable. Let me tell you this. Y'all remember the story of Adam and Eve when they were naked and they were they were in the Garden of Eden and they were so close and so enveloped in the presence of God that they didn't even know they were naked. And then when Satan uh, encouraged them to eat that fruit and then they 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 woke up and they were able to, they saw each other naked and they were ashamed and they were of guilt because not only did they defy God, they also tried to hide from him. But God says, you can't hide from me. I know all your inner workings. I know your heart. I know your mind. I know your soul. I know your spirit. I know your thoughts. God knows all of it. Just like how a computer in a car knows every system function that's going on with a car. When there's a misfire, when there's something that's not uh, right, when there's an oxygen sensor off or where the oil pressure is too low or where the tire pressure is too low or where when there's a tail light out, that computer reads all that. God is like our computer chip. He's more than that. But let me break it down for you. God is like a chip. He knows he know he he's running he's running diagnostics on all of our systems because we're complex human beings. We were created in the image of God. God knows everything. So stop trying to hide. Stop trying to hide everything you do. The what I tell myself is if if it's not written in red and Jesus didn't say it, I don't care who said it. Okay? If I see myself trying to entertain my flesh or I'm walking up on something that is not God and I have to ask myself what would Jesus do or can I see Jesus doing this or would Jesus uh, 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 allow this if he was right here even though he is in the presence watching when you like here can I see God doing this and many times almost every time it's a no because the only time I have to ask myself that is when I'm entertaining my flesh true facts 100. And um, so that's the way I broke it down with the way I another thing. So, you know, you how we got these people in this world, y'all that are team reppers. You know, those people who sit on the sidelines. So, uh, yeah, I, I want to talk about this, this little Nas X, not iPhone 10, little Nas 10 situation or something like that. I don't even know how to say his name. Anyway, irrelevant. But what I am trying to understand is, okay, first of all, let me just say this. I've been on social media and I've been dejected really from this culture in this world, really, honestly, since the beginning of last year before COVID hit. Like, I've kind of just, I don't know what's top charting music is out there right now. I don't know what kind of celebrity gossip celebrity news what's going on really in the world unless someone else brings it to me that's how i know what's going on in the world anyway so a few days ago my friend brought it to my attention about what Lil Nas been doing and all this other stuff and i'm just like okay so when she sent it to me i saw a few pictures of just him with the shoes and then a little caption i was like okay irrelevant i'm over this 
Um, so I just exited out of it. Didn't really entertain it. I was like, I don't care for this. Like, I, I, it's none of my business. He don't. He it really is just a waste of my time even reading this because either it's clickbait or it's real. And at the end of the day, it's out of my hands. It's out of my situation. That God sees it. God, God sees it. And at the end of the day, boom, boom, boom. And then I hear it and see it again, and I'm just like, you know. So then I start to think, and I'm just like, I don't even care. I care about Lil Nas's soul, but I don't care about what the world thinks or what, who has an opinion about if he is in the right, in the wrong, whatever. I don't care. It's irrelevant to me. What I am trying to understand is how do all these people in this world that do things on this type of line, how do they not I, I just can't see them questioning them, them themselves like who created me what is my purpose because I feel like I want to know what type of lie Satan is seeding into these people for them not to even want to ask that question or exhibit that they're trying to understand that question or trying to figure out that answer to that question like who created me and why am I here because if God gives everyone a purpose and writes it down in the book of what everyone is supposed to do and everything, I refuse and I cannot allow myself to believe that God creates these people to blatantly just disregard and go against him to do these things, to destroy the world, to encourage and create a following of these people to follow satanic ways and Satan himself. Like I, I just cannot wrap my head around it. So the question again is, what light is Satan seeding in these people? Like from day one, I've always, whenever day one was, it's been years, but I've always asked myself the question, what is my purpose? I know I wasn't just born, you know, to a man named Carl and a woman named Charmin. I know that it goes deeper than that. Like I know that I was created like I, I know that I have a purpose. I, I know that I'm. I was put here for a purpose. Like so, how do these people, when they create things like this, how do they just accept that this is it for them? That this is their life. That they got to become the greatest and the best and make everything happen in this world. Like and, and to absorb so much of the resources in this world for good. Like 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 like. It's so hard to even put this question in a in a perspective because it's like I, I I just can't see how people I, I I guess it's honestly it really is a loss of your soul like if you because the soul will always be scratching and itching trying to figure out what it per what its purpose is why it exists why it is here yet then when you see stuff like this it's just like. Is their soul really gone? Because that soul should be burning you day and night to try to figure out who I'm supposed to be. But if you're not being asked that question, then who's guiding you? Who's running you? What is your game plan, your end game? If you don't know where you're going, like if you're not asking your question, yourself the question where you're going 10, 20, 50 years from now, like what are you doing like I, I 
Like, I, it's just so crazy. It's it's just so crazy because it's like, it's like, it, 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 it's like you really are just existing in this world and for its what it can give you. But what happens after that? What happens when you stop breathing? Is it your ultimate end game to go down and sit or whatever you do in hell at the feet of Satan? Is that really what you want? I mean, <laughs> I don't do well with heat. And I for sure as heck <laughs> will not sit there and be burned. Like, I, I can't do that. No, 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 sir. But at the end of the day, it's just like... Whatever Satan is promising people is just things of this world. He, Satan don't change. He's a liar. And he can only promise things of this world that satisfies the flesh. Ooh. <laughs> there it was, there it was. But God gives those things that only God can give. The fruits of the Spirit. That you can't just grab and gain. Like you have to accept from God once you know God. I mean, I don't know Lil Nas' situation, but I know that I'm on the right team. That's all I know. But I just want to understand where his soul is. Like, why do this? You're still so young, but you are already just... All right, Satan, here's my life is yours. Is all this worth it? Is it a publicity stunt? What is it? Anyway, these are the type of questions I, I, I want you guys to question yourself and ask yourself and ask these questions and try to understand and ask other people around you, other peers around you to have a conversation to be like, to, to try to understand this because it is, a, it, it is a disease running rampant in our world of people not asking the right questions, not wanting to ask the questions and to just exist. Like, it's deeper than that, y'all. So, I hope that that gave you guys some type of um, uh, a different or a more concise perspective because I, I feel like I'm a gamer, right? So I play I play games in my spare time, I, and uh, I don't think I'm not like the gamer that sits in his boxers and eat Doritos and is just overweight or in boxers or drinks Mountain Dew or any of the images of what you think a gamer is. Uh, I'm a gamer because I play games in my spare time, and um, not like games like playing games, <laughs> but I play video games. And there's two type of video games. There's RPG. And then there's open world games. What does RPG mean? RPG is a role playing game. And I feel like the Lil Nas, Lil Nas 10 situation, he's playing a role playing game. Like you're playing with Satan and you thinking that he loves you and all this other stuff. I don't know what you're thinking, but it's disgusting. But at the end of the day, you're playing a role playing game in Satan's world because Satan is the game master. He created this game and you're playing a role in his game. So there's only a certain amount of routes that he can take that are already designed for you. Whereas people like me, we're more of an open world type of gameplay. Like we like to explore the world and come up, come to the objectives that we're supposed to go to on our own terms. Let God shape our life because we're going to get to where we need to be, but we don't have to take a structured route. OK, we don't have to listen to what somebody else says. God doesn't force us or tells us what to do. 
He doesn't dangle a carrot in front of us and be like, if you do this, you get this. God promises and he delivers. So are you going to be a person who plays an open world game? Or are you going to be a role player? I've never been a role player. I'm too free for that. Okay. He put bricks inside my lungs like a ventilator. Like I ain't playing with y'all no more. And and so uh, not as in not playing with y'all. Like I'm, I'm not playing with these these Satans of the world. Like they want to come from my head and try to take things and form weapons against me. I denounce it in the name of Jesus because I'm not playing no more. I'm not playing anymore. These demons want to keep trying to come for me and come for what I have and what I'm trying to work on. And I'm fed up. I'm fed up. And y'all should be fed up with it, too, because the time is getting near where we got to start burning hard on these on these. Ooh, if I didn't know Christ, we got to start burning hard on them and start shutting them down in the in the in the in the moments that they speak. Like I used to try to be more cautious with it and still be loving like Jesus told me to be. And I still am going to be that. But I'm tired of letting Satan come through and try to steal people's joy, steal people's happiness, steal people's truths, tell people lies. Like I'm, I, I, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And I pray that anybody is under my sound of my voice, that they get this type of revelation. They get this energy, the spirit that I'm feeling right now, that we're going to come hard, that we come in for God. God, we come in for you so that you can come with us so that you can lead the way, God, so that we can behead the Satan, behead his children and show the world what experiencing Christ's love is really like. So guys, thank you for tuning in with me this week. Thank you for being a part of Waves. And I hope that you guys continue to seek the vision and understand the mission of Two Free. God bless you guys.